Hey everyone, Maid Mama here and welcome to our first Breaking the Barriers podcast where we discuss the barriers between streaming and growth. The struggles both new and veteran streamers face when looking for knowledge and advice. We're here to provide that in a positive and inclusive environment. Streaming can be a passion, a hobby, a job, but most of all it is not a competition but a community. And with me, we have the Mike James who has the honour of being our very first stream guest. He is a full-time content creator and a freelance photographer. So, Mike James, who are you and what do you do? Well, as you said, Maid Mama, I am a uh, freelance photographer and a full-time content creator, which means that during all of, well, 24 hours a day, I focus on, uh, you know, creating content for new and upcoming streamers to help them grow their online businesses and help them expand their personal brand into not just streaming, but into all other areas such as, you know, starting podcasts and starting YouTube channels and the such. And then when I'm not doing that, I'm taking pictures for businesses and pictures of horses mostly and, and other animals. Horse businesses sound pretty interesting. I don't, at least in Australia, I don't think there's many horse of business you're just horsing around eh eh <laughs> it's 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 not as it's not as elegant as it sounds it's like the, the final pictures that people will see are beautiful but the process of getting there is a very smelly process i've it's, seen what horses are like so i can definitely <laughs> imagine that so it's very interesting so um the um mike james actually helped me myself with starting my own podcast we did a bit of um fan dangling getting involved in this just getting it all set up i was discussing you know what i wanted to call it and he was like well you've already got your title you do it for your sunday streams call it breaking the barriers and i was just like you know stuff like that which you don't think about and even as myself who i'm like a budding stream coach myself i'm pretty much mike and i are doing very much the same sort of things sometimes it's just that it takes that other perspective just to sort of go oh yeah so you know mike's definitely helped me with that sort of thing too but yeah so mike what kind of got you into streaming did you start streaming with like get coaching and stuff in mind or did you sort of start with games and whatnot oh <laughs> strap, strap, strap yourself in. We're, we're going for we're going for a history lesson. So, um, something that isn't no, well known about me personally is that I have been creating content as a hobby for about ten years of my life. I'm 24, so that's almost half of my life is dedicated to creating gaming content. And it all actually started on YouTube, uh, making. I remember playing Call of Duty World at War and making like montages yeah. and playing the zombies and stuff and making videos around that and that's how i first got into youtube and that led me into down the line becoming a minecraft youtuber and that channel got like 4k subs and like a million views or something and occasionally i'd stream it on um twitch when you know there was this yeah, cool yeah. platform called justin.tv and then it got turned into twitch in 2012 or 2011 i think it was 2012 um, or late 2011 and then I started streaming on Twitch and I started streaming Minecraft but it was sporadic it was here and there yeah, it I was think, like a hobby I think like I think everyone it's sort of like a rite of passage as a content creator that you have to have Minecraft in there somewhere you know when I very like <laughs> when I very very first started my own YouTube like thing I started with no internet I literally had to upload it with like my school's internet and it didn't get very far I used to make <laughs> AMVs uh, you know, like, you know, anime music videos, Wait. Evanescence, Linkin Park, all that fun stuff. <laughs> one of them, no, you laugh, but one of them, you, you laugh, but one of them had 20k views. But anyway, um, get moving. <laughs> I, I don't know, because it was weep anime. That was what YouTube was back then. <laughs> but like, yes, I do feel like Minecraft is sort of like the gateway into streaming and mm. stuff. Just had to have that little note there. <laughs> yeah yeah no no but yeah so basically i got into streaming just purely as a hobby i didn't ever see mm. I, I kind of had the ink like the inkling of kind of making youtube a career but at the at that point in 
Twitch's life, streaming as a career was like, I think there was like a handful, you could probably count on one hand yeah. the amount of people that were able to do it as a career at that point. So, and it was growing, but it wasn't something in that day, uh, in like 2012, 2013, you didn't look at Twitch as like something where you could be like, oh yeah, I could make a career out of this. It was more something like, oh yeah, I'm going to go stream and just, you know, help build my community up for YouTube. Back then, streaming was like the open, the opening of the funnel to get them onto YouTube. It was kind of like the opposite, whereas now you yeah, kind of yeah. flip it, but you know, we'll, <laughs> I imagine we'll talk a bit about that later. So yeah, I actually started off uh, streaming as a, as a hobby and then I sort of quit and came back, you know, over the years. And then I finally came back last year in February and was like, you know what, can't get a job. Nobody will <laughs> even respond. To, nobody will respond to my CVs. I'm already going like freelance in photography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well give this yeah. streaming thing a try. And here I am a year and a half later. Awesome. So like you pretty much started out with like, you know, gaming content on YouTube. So then you sort of switched to gaming content on Twitch. Those things were sort of interlocking. Now I've seen a few of your streams as well fairly recently. And I mean, you, you do what I do, I believe. Like, you know, you still play games and you're still getting into coaching and stuff. I obviously didn't have no idea who you were back in February last year. So February last year, was you were you solely creating games? And then you moved to sort of like stream coaching or like helping out others. Like what made you decide to have that switch? What made you go, you know what? Gaming isn't entirely for me. I want to start helping people. What sort of like had that switch in your head? Because I had the sort of a very similar thing. So I'd love to hear your experience on that one. Well, my, I love the question, by the way, because this is something that played quite heavily on my mind because yeah. as you know and as some people that listen may know that you are a member of a stream team on twitch called uh, the yam fam uh, as of you know a couple <laughs> of months ago and yeah uh, the yam fam is owned by ashley christ now i didn't think that helping other people was an option on twitch i never saw it as an option i never considered it um it didn't exist um, until I actually met Ashney Christ and I saw Ashney Christ coming back into streaming, um, doing this coaching business. And yeah. it got me thinking, you know, like if she can help other people, because I have, uh, look, I, I wish I had somebody else like my, like my fiance or something here to sort of back me up, but <laughs> I have quite a helpful nature. I have, yeah. I'm always, you know, if I see somebody on the side of the road that's broken down, I'll be the first person to stop and be like, hey, do you need a hand or, or anything like that? Like, I just like helping people because I think I think it's that sense of like self-fulfillment. Like, I feel like I feel like I'm fulfilling a purpose by helping other people. It, yeah, it I definitely weird understand loud, that. But, no, no, I definitely um... understand that I have the same. I mean, that's sort of how I got my mantle made, Mama. You know, like I run a pop-up maid cafe, which is... For those of you who don't know, it's sort of like the maid cafes in Japan. You wear, um, you know, maid dresses and you serve cute foods that look like animals and stuff like that. And I'm like pretty much the co, like I'm the one of the like head maids. I help co-run the cafe. I help organize a few things there and there. But I'm also the kind of person who, to put it nicely, I can be aggressively motherly to an extent. Like I'd be going to the maids. Have you had a break yet? Have you had water? Why haven't you had water yet? Why aren't you on your break? You should be on a break. You've worked for four hours. And they'd be like, oh, no, I'm fine. And I'd be like, no, you need to go on break right now. Leave. Just go. And they'd always be like... <laughs> Oh, okay. And like, they sort of admittedly were scared of me at first. And I can understand why, because I can come across as a little bit intimidating when I have other people's true, like true. concerns in my brain. I can be a little bit intimidating. But then, like, when they realized it was just out of me wanting to make sure they were safe, I got the nickname Maid Mama. So that's one of the reasons why I do have that name even today, because they were like, thought that I was a very motherly person I'm very like loving I'm very like please let me help you I'll do anything I can to help you etc etc so I do <laughs> definitely get the whole like you, you feel a good sense of fulfillment it just makes you it mm. makes I'm gonna speak for you here Mike I just think you know it makes me feel really happy and warm inside when someone goes oh thank you for helping me and I'm assuming that's sort of what you feel too when someone says that yeah like just you know I, I just helping people to a point of where you can see how much the help, how much they've appreciated the help in the form of like 
especially when it comes to content creation, you know, like somebody coming back to me and saying, thank you so much for your advice. You know, I got so much like great feedback from it. Or I actually had people coming in and talking or this that, and the other. It's kind of like it, it kind of just makes me happy to build other people up and sort of, yeah. you know, just be, be a friend rather than, you know, <laughs> yeah. rather than be, try and be the center of attention, try and make the party the center of attention. <laughs> yeah i mean like and like you know you know boosting myself up a bit here that's pretty much why i started my own breaking the barriers content i made my breaking the barrier stream and i made my breaking the barrier podcast now because i did know i noticed when i first came into streaming that there was this like strange barrier like even as someone like me who had i had that community i had a community around me from my youtube i had a community around me just from being involved in like being an active person in other people's twitch streams and stuff and being you know running anime conventions and stuff i had that community but despite having that there was this weird sort of like barrier between asking questions about twitch and streaming on twitch it was almost like taboo it was almost like if you were to try and talk about your stream to another streamer or like ask for advice from other streamers it's like they kind of give it to you but it was a little bit of an apprehensive sort of weird thing or it was sort of and i can understand mm. why because you're essentially asking someone hi how do you do your job which does sort of <laughs> suck but at the same time it was just this weird barrier and i want to break those down i want to be like hey yeah you want to ask me anything about streaming ask away i want to sort of eliminate those mm. things and that's why i personally started what i was doing and i feel like you're sort of getting into the same thing which i think is fantastic you know it's, we need more people like that sort of ready to be like yes you do the thing on stream or youtube <laughs> or snapchat <laughs> well actually I, de I deleted snapchat many years ago but uh <laughs> but yeah i i, I completely agree <clears throat> so yeah because i um so obviously we're talking a bit about that and we'll go into a bit more about streaming and all that stuff in a sec but i'm gonna get back to like you as well so you started game you started with a, as a gamer streamer and then you mm -hmm. moved to what we're doing now I'm saying we because we're both doing this. Did you notice like there was a bit of an issue with like viewership? Did you have, did you have a drop? Did you have a gain? What sort of happened with your like viewership there? Oh my! Uh, now first and foremost, I absolutely love the community that has stuck around my streams. Um, but I 100% faced a huge drop in, and I don't think it was necessarily just the the helping streams, I feel it was just me as a person, because basically to sort of answer the question you asked a little bit earlier as well about yeah. like what, what was that moment that I kind of realized that I want to get it into helping people was I started off as a Fortnite streamer. Now, anybody that's in the Twitch universe knows that <laughs> if you if you're starting as a Fortnite streamer, then you're, you're going to need you're going to need some some luck. And I use air quotes when I say luck, because I don't believe that luck is yeah. a, a thing in uh streaming but i won't go into that unless if you want me to but we'll do that in a bit but um so i was streaming fortnite then i met ashley christ and she sort of opened me up to the idea of you know being a bit more about community and yeah. by being a bit more about the community i could help others so i went into um things like jackbox uh party pack and marbles on stream i and loved marbles I yeah it was so much fun <laughs> And I'll be honest, my viewers were my viewers were going up and up like each week. I was going, you know, yeah. I started, I was getting 20, 25, 30, 35. And then once upon a time, I was hitting like 35 to 40 viewers, like not not necessarily consistently, but you know, the stream would eventually get to about 30 yeah, viewers yeah. and then uh and then I'd end it. And it was it was a great time, you know. I was getting like literally like 10, 10 plus follows every single stream and I was, you know, for somebody that was sub 1k followers at the time, it was like, you know, I thought that I was legitimately on my path to partner, you know, air quotes again. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, but then I realized that I had my mindset all wrong about games and I was not, my community wasn't happy. Literally every time I booted up the stream to play marbles, half of my community would just say, I'm, I'm going to lurk. Um, yeah. because they, weren't, they just weren't interested in it. And I, 
I at that point realized that I was trying too hard to use the game to grow the stream. I think people, uh, um, sorry to interject here, I think people have a little of that issue with marbles on stream. Um, marbles on stream is great community fun when used like sporadically, but if you use it too much, what and I've noticed this myself as well, and I've actually, um, I can't speak on behalf of Twitch because I am not a Twitch representative. This is just like, you know, words along the grapevine. But if people stream primarily marbles on stream, they're less likely to be partnered because Twitch are aware of what's mm -hmm. going on. They're aware that people who play marbles on stream literally have like 50 different tabs open and are pretty much going between them all and just, you know, entering each and everything. So it's great for viewers and it's great for your community, but too much of it can also give you like a sense of false numbers, I think as well. And I had that issue. I experienced that exact same thing. And then that kind of, when I yeah. stopped, I was just like, oh. <laughs> so I stopped and yeah. my, and I took and I took a break and I came back and I remember my first stream back. I think I averaged four viewers on my first stream back. Now you imagine putting yourself in the mindset of somebody that's had such a success in like the first two months of the year, hitting forty viewers, taking a week or two weeks break, coming back and streaming with an average of four people is kind of like you know yeah. i appreciate it at the time but there's it's sort of it's heartbreaking kind of, in a way yeah it's hard to explain in words without coming across as somebody that's not appreciative of even just the four people's time because i appreciate every single person's time yeah. i believe that time is the most valuable asset that we all have on this planet so oh, for sure i am super 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 thankful to those four but you know, part of me has to be honest and say that I just felt completely crushed. And it's basically just been a battle to regain momentum ever since. And it's only just recently started to bloom as I've started to build on my yeah. brand of helping others and, you know, being a, an influence to others and focusing on Twitter as well. Twitter's been a great tool to. Oh, yeah. I love Twitter. People, you get me started people. on Twitter, I'll be here for hours. <laughs> Oh, I would happily sit here for hours and talk about Twitter because, like you, I absolutely <laughs> love Twitter and yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, this isn't the you know this isn't the Twitter podcast. It's you know we're just discussing a bit about like you know networking and community and we're talking mm -hmm. about also all that sort of stuff. But yeah, so because I had the same sort of issue, like I was playing a lot of games, and then when I I've just sort of like decided um, one of my friends actually, and he's also a streamer and content creator, Anamana AU. He's the one that actually pointed out Ashney to me because I didn't really know she existed. And I think part of that is because when she does her streams and everything, it's 4 a.m. Australian time. And I'd like to think that most of the time I'm in bed at 4 a.m. But like, yeah, so she, he, he pointed her out to me and he goes, because like I was already doing sort of stream talks and stuff and helping people out sporadically in my stream. And he goes, you need, to, you need to go watch Ashney. You need to get involved in this because this is exactly what you're doing and I think this will really help you. And because of um, Anna Manor, I pretty much did that. I found Ashney, I went, holy crap, this is exactly who I want to be, but you know, in an Australian time zone. So ever since then, I've been like soaking up absolutely everything I possibly can in that. And ever since I've sort of started like shifting a little bit more away from gaming and more onto those, I've also noticed that drop. I was like, I mean, I was averaging about um, between 45 to 55 viewers. I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I'm almost at partnership. And then like, you know, it dropped. And every now and again, it still does that drop where it drops to like um, 14 viewers. And I know it's not quite a drop to four viewers, but it is that sort of same sort of upsetting, crushing thing. And it does, you kind of want to, you don't want to sound ungrateful because you're not ungrateful. You're very happy for those 14 people there, but you get in your own head, you get in your head and you think to yourself, what am I doing wrong? Is there like something I've done? Have I upset mm. someone? Is there, am I, is my audio wrong? Is my video wrong? It, like all of a sudden you start questioning yourself and who you are. And I think part of that is you sort of need to take a step back and get out of your head and realize that all of a sudden you're now following your passions. Like you, you're just moved on from gaming because you, I remember you saying that you weren't really feeling gaming, but now that you're doing your coaching thing and you're helping others out, you've like, it's, you've been revitalized. You've got like this new fire inside, you're just burning yeah. and that's sort of what you want to start doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, I, another thing that I do want to say that I think is important for everybody to sort of listen to as well is 
it's very easy to listen to what Mid Mama and I are saying about, you know, yeah. things like, um, you know, being upset when we come back from a break and things and our viewers drop and this that, and the other. And it's easy to sort of sit there and say, well, yeah, but, you know, you're still following your passion and you're still, you know, you've still got some people that's more than others. Oh, yeah, but for sure. I think, I think what you've got to consider is that, and it's it's very difficult to to say this if you aren't if you are trying to pursue streaming as a career or content creation as a career ultimately it is a business and you've got to put yourself in the mindset of like imagine yourself as being the owner of a supermarket right if you if you know your income relies on customers and if your customers you know if you shut for two weeks and your customers start shopping elsewhere and you only have like four customers come in the whole day like I think you've got to understand that that has a big impact on, um, you know, not just your your sort of your mental side of things, but also the physical aspects. And you've yeah. got to remember that being a business is about growing as a business. It's about growth. It's about striving to be bigger than you were last week. And part of that is accepting that people, you know, viewers are human beings. But you've got to provide value to human beings. But you've got to remember that you can't just ignore numbers when it comes to streaming because ignoring numbers ultimately just leads to it's ignoring you your live complacent. feedback, essentially, in a way. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 you're just going to become complacent and you're either going to be in the same boat of losing viewers again or you're just never going to grow if you don't have a, a mindset of understanding how you can bring value to your community but bring value to new people as well yeah i think it's definitely it's definitely always important to continue to always look for ways to improve i think if you're not looking at ways to improve yourself if you're just sort of like doing the same thing day in and day out then you won't you won't grow because as you said mike you've become complacent and what you mentioned about with the income thing, I think that's also an important thing to touch on as well. Um, so income for streamers, a lot of it is what we call crowdsourced income. Crowdsourced income is your tips, it's your subs, it's your bits, it's your um, star fires. I don't know what they call them on Mixer, <laughs> but like it's your flames. <laughs> It's the stuff that, you know, gives that the viewers are giving to you. And it's important to be able to try and, as a business, learn to diversify your income. And Mike, I think you were also looking at talking about that as well in this podcast because we wanted to speak about other ways to make an income that isn't just, hey, how you going? Sub to me sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, 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 you're touching on pretty much my entire purpose as a content <laughs> yeah. creator now. and. I, I, and yes, I did want to speak about this because a lot of people, and if if anybody listening to this right now is in the same boat, then I encourage you to listen to what I've got to say. I'm not saying you have to act on it; just listen and consider what I've got to say. But yeah, the the, the thing about streaming as a career it is it it is a perfectly viable career, but it's fickle. It's, but it it is fickle, as yeah. you say. It's crowdsourced <laughs> income, and. If you are somebody that has, you know, no mortgage, no financial um, requirement, you know, you still live with your parents, you still live with roommates, you still live with family, and you have no expenses, then by all means, try and pursue that streaming career. But unfortunately, if you are thinking, oh, well, I'd love to be a full-time streamer one day, but you do live in a house and you've got kids and you've got a family and think that, you know, and you've got responsibilities and you kind of need to understand that, you know, one month you for six months period, you could make three, four grand a month as a streamer and it could all be hunky dory. You know, you, you start looking at upgrading your, your phone and your car and you start making your life a little bit more expensive. But then as soon as summer hits, which, you know, for all creators that have been in the field long enough, know that summer down. can really crush yeah. views. <laughs> you're going to end up in that point where those views and things are going to drop and numbers are going to drop. And all of a sudden, you've got all of these expenses and you're struggling to scrape by. And especially if you're somebody that can't, you know, finance very well and save up for a rainy day very well, then you're gonna you're gonna hit a very, very hard time. So my advice is to almost is to always try and consider how could you, like you said, like diversify that and create a bigger scope for monetizing your content. So people used to recommend, you know, downloading your VODs and then putting them on YouTube. But 
I think what you could do is you could create, you know, even if you have to cut your streams by like half an hour to then start recording a YouTube video, you could then use that half, yeah. half an hour to uh, record a 15 minute video, 10, 15 minute video, 20 minutes to just roughly edit. It doesn't have to be perfect. Put it on YouTube, but create content that's going to drive views, drive traffic. And then you can start creating and focusing on a sort of product or something that's going to be able to help uh, build up your income. Like for me personally, in my journey right now, um, as Maid Mama said, I am not focusing on gaming as much anywhere near as what I used to be because yeah. I, I just don't have it in me. I burn out of gaming so, so quickly. Like burnout is a super big part of me when it comes to games. Yeah. So. I want to be creative and I want to have a career, but I just know that it's not in gaming. So right now I'm focusing on helping people and I've built this podcast, you know, and again, there's going to be, you know, it's not good. It's not good to just rely on it, but I am at the point in my career now where I'm trying to build up the podcast so that I can get sponsorships. So then I've got stream income, sponsorship income. And then once the podcast is at a place where I'm happy and I've got guests coming in regularly, that's when I'm going to start knuckling down and focusing on a product or a book or something that I yeah, can exactly. market and create a source of income that's going to be more secure than just, you know, relying on people giving me money. So Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I think. I think it's good to, like, pretty much have multiple, and I'm going to touch on, you know, expand a little bit on what Mike said. It's important to have multiple streams of income. So he's spoken about how he's getting his podcasts. I'm getting my podcasts up. They'll be available on YouTube and other audio avenues via Anchor. I'm also looking at doing um, YouTube. I've already got my highlight videos on YouTube or Twitch. So it's all about funneling. You want to have a big funnel network. You want to funnel people from your Twitch to your YouTube, from your YouTube to your Twitch. You want to funnel from people from those into your Google Play and your Audible so you can have people coming into your podcasts. And you want to funnel those into your merch store if you have merch stores. And then all, all of a sudden you have an ebook. Excellent. Start talking about your ebook on those things so it funnels people into that. If you have a Patreon, start offering awards that will make people want to like want to support you on Patreon. Even if it's only a few dollars. Like for instance, now I have a Patreon. I think I make about $3.50 per month on Patreon at the moment. And that's because I haven't offered anything onto them. My Patreon, I'm going to admit is not in a state where it should even be active, but it's still making about $3.50 a month. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it's an extra $3.50 a month and it all adds up, you know, and I've got, you know, you can use all sorts of things. You've got sponsorships, you have affiliate codes, you have ad revenue if you are partnered or if you're able to have that on YouTube as well. Um, That's not always good either, but again, every little tiny bit helps. And I think it's important to look at those other avenues for device diversifying mm-hmm. your income because if you are looking at twitch as a full-time content creator you need to look at your budget and you need to go all right if i need to make two thousand dollars a month after taxes how am i going to make it and that's when you start looking at other avenues of income and stuff like that i think is that sort of what you're looking for as well mike because you you're yeah. focusing like, um, do interrupt me if I'm wrong here. So at the moment, my focus is sort of like, you know, breaking down those barriers and helping out people who definitely who are coming into streaming, who are struggling with their numbers a bit, and then moving on from that. You're pretty much being like, all right, cool. How much money do you want to make? Let's see how we do it. Is that what you're sort of focusing on more at the moment as well? Yeah, like I understand that I have a goal of yeah. income that I set. So I always said to my fiance that by the end of 2019, I wanted to be making um, 500 pound a month. And if I could make, if I could make that, then I would carry on pursuing this as a career, because obviously my fiance wants to move on with our life, not move on, but you know, she wants to build on our lives. She wants to start having kids soon. um, And she wants to start, you know, doing up the house and going on holiday and things. So if I hadn't hit £500 a month by the end of the year, I said that I was going to um, sort of put it on the back seat and just go and try and get a job again, um, even though it's like super difficult in the UK. So, yeah, definitely focusing on, um, I'm sort of definitely got that sort of uh, financial goal in mind of wanting to make £2,000 uh, £2, after taxes per month. 
But yeah. right now, I'll I just spitball a number out there. It was just a made-up number, but well, no, it's, sounds a, good. it's actually my <laughs> it's actually my goal though. I actually tweeted about this not too long ago about yeah. how that is my goal, and I'm not afraid to talk about money. So if anybody wants to know what I'm making or anybody wants to talk about it, then by all means, you know, get in touch because I have no issues uh, talking about money, and I never will. You know, if I if yeah. I do off the off chance end up being one of those six-figure YouTube, you know, entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah then I'll still talk money and I'll let everybody know about my income because why not? Because I know that if I was in your position, you know, listening to me, I know that I would want that help and I would want to yeah. see what that sort of job looks like. So I, you know, I'm all, I'm an advocate for being completely open as a creator. You know, I'll tell people when I'm happy with something, when I'm unhappy with something, I'll talk about money. I'll talk about growth. I'll talk about Same, you know, falling and, um, but I, I did want to sort of just quickly before we move on touch on the Patreon thing because I also yeah. have a Patreon like you and I'm also getting getting a similar amount to you are six dollars every month and to be honest I haven't taken the money out of the account yet and <laughs> the whole reason why I haven't is I'm leaving it there for a rainy day essentially you know it's building up it's probably on about forty dollars right now so I know that you know whenever I need it I can just take it out and I can you know obviously t pay the taxes from the income yeah, yeah. from it, which is 20%. Um, so I'd put 20% aside. I put 30, well, actually I put 30% aside for everything that I ever gain. Cause obviously I have a freelancing job as well that I uh, didn't exactly mention, but yeah. um, once a week I work for a, a YouTuber an Etsy seller called Catnip, who's my brother's fiance. Um, and she has like 70,000 followers on Instagram and on YouTube. And she makes a killing selling like, pins and stickers and things on uh, on Etsy. That's so cool, um, yeah. So obviously that's part a big part of my income at the moment. And, you know, I'm hoping to get more days from her, but at the same time, like, she's part of that £500 by the end of the year um, income, and I'm pretty much there. So I am going to most likely, you know, carry on with the content creation um, and try and build it up. But, yeah, it's uh, one thing about Patreon that, the reason why I don't promote the Patreon as much as I possibly could is because I see how much work. Now she isn't like a huge like one million you like sub YouTuber. She's yeah. like, you know, seventy k is still fantastic, but it's not like in the grand scale of things, it's not amazing. And she puts just as much work into her Patreon as she does into her actual. In fact, I think she puts more work into Patreon than she does her Etsy business. So my only bit of advice on Patreon is that, and I know I made mommy you sort of briefly, like tiny bit touched, touched on, on this. Yeah. Like if you are going to start a Patreon, be prepared to put more work into the Patreon than you do into anything else, because you need to keep people engaged and you essentially need to create a second content stream that Patreons can get exclusively for financially committing to your business so yeah like just people keep... aren't gonna pay for nothing essentially yeah uh yeah. so just keep just be aware of that patreon isn't necessarily a oh i want to support you it's more uh, i want to support you financially but what can i get for it like people are always looking for a payback when it comes to patreon so just keep that in mind it's also that mind of exclusivity like um fomo like fear of missing out i think that's a fantastic tool which patreon pretty much incorporates like for instance if you mm. um you know do youtube like people on patreon can have like youtube exclusives they can have like you know the first 48 hours like beforehand if you're a webcomic artist they get extra sketches they can get extra little strips etc etc it's all about that exclusive i think patreon is a fantastic tool when you utilize it correctly and utilizing it for that sort of exclusivity creates like a fear of missing out that fomo which all of a sudden creates a demand and when people have a demand they're gonna want to go to it which is another i think which is essentially a good way to utilize patreon I'm also going to add on here because you didn't mention this about taxes. Um, taxes are so important. A lot of people have this miscon misconception about taxes because in a lot of groups that I'm in, we talk about, you know, taxation and what do you do with like Twitch like money and all that stuff. Every single cent you make can be ta has is taxed. So as soon as it hits your PayPal, that is taxable income. I have people tell me, oh, 
um, I don't have to worry about that being a tax because that was a donation. I'm like, no, 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 that's charity. That doesn't that doesn't apply to you. That's that's money being paid to you. That's still taxed. So be be aware that um, all like all streamers and content creators generally put aside twenty to thirty percent for tax. I also personally put aside thirty percent of everything I make. There's a higher chance that I'm not going to have to pay that much money because I'm not quite hitting that. I think it's like eighty five k year threshold in Australia I'm not 100% sure on it but I'd also rather be safe than sorry so it's always good to if you are starting out as a streamer and you're looking at you know you have started to sort of monetize your content um it's generally I think there is a threshold that if you don't hit it you don't have to pay taxes but do keep in mind that taxes are a thing and if you are ever audited audited it can come up so just just keep that in mind as well because that's something that a lot of people just aren't aware of i've had people who have been streaming for like two three years and who are getting about you know i had someone who was said oh i got about five grand from my last month of tax of like my last month of streaming i'm like oh cool that's amazing and then i said oh so um bet you that tax hit you a little bit hard then and he said and he his reaction was oh no nah, i don't have to be taxed on it and i was just like what <laughs> mm. yeah i always i always get a little bit and i know i didn't touch upon tax and the reason why is because it's it, it is the same principle across the board in most countries you yeah. have to pay tax on everything that you uh, gain no matter where it's from as if it's income it's taxable income um, but the reason why I don't really touch upon tax itself is because it's completely different across, oh, you know, yeah. like the UK and the US. Like, and, um, and I know that, yeah, and everybody should put aside, like, I think it's everybody um, puts aside about 30% um, for tax. But it's just like one of those things where, like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's something that I don't, Speak to I know tax that I said, like, you know. Yeah. yeah, like I feel like it's, you know, it's kind of like mental health, you know, yeah. you should speak to a, a professional when it comes to that, because it's like, you know, I can't really give, you know, valid tax advice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we've got another, we've got another few, we've got a last couple more questions for you. So what's like, what's the direction you want to take now? Pretty much, I think we've pretty much already asked this, but let's get a nice clear cut answer for what direction you want to take now. So if I was to ask you, where do you want to be in say, six months to a year's time what would you like to be doing um in six months time i'd I'd like to be basically just kind of doing what i'm doing now but just on a more built up scale you know yeah. i just hope that i've spent that six months uh really sort of pushing to get myself you know exposed to the to the right audience and build the brand and be in a position where I can be happy with, you know, what I've built. So in about six months' time, um, I'm hoping that I can just be, you know, I've built up an, you know, basically just hope that I've built up an income a bit more and be in a position where I've established myself a little bit more in the field where I'm at because uh, I don't want to go into it too much, but I am, I am hugely aware that, this whole field is not a sprint. It is a, it so is very great. much a marathon. And yeah. I know that everybody and their nana says this when it comes to content creation and streaming. Oh, it's, you know, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Take your time and appreciate the journey and things. And I appreciate that people want to start making money and stuff. But I am in no rush as long as I am focusing on what's making me happy. And as yeah. long as I'm still able to, you know, bring in some income and focus on building up that brand but ultimately building the community as well and helping the community more and more is as long as i've you know as long as i'm helping more and more people in the community then you know i'll i'll be happy as long yeah. as i'm doing that in six months so time. i think the tldr is being a little bit more established being a tad more financially stable would be a bonus but you just want to continue mm -hmm. doing what you're doing but in a broader sort of spectrum yeah yeah, yeah. find more ways to help the community and do you have any projects you're working on at the moment? Um, not necessarily projects as in like new content. Yeah. Um, but I am like, I am working on testing out new ways of marketing content, um, such as 
Pinterest. A lot of people see Pinterest as a social media platform, but it is actually indeed a search engine. And I've actually got a, um, a, a webinar saved on my PC um, that I'm yet to look at. Um, and this content creator who I listen to all of the podcasts, yeah. she managed to build her, well, actually gain five times more traffic to her website by using Pinterest. So my idea is that if I can build my traffic to my podcast, even just double the traffic that I'm getting to the podcast right now, I'll consider that a win. Um, so the projects are kind of marketing projects, essentially. Yeah. It's, it's looking at ways that I can not diversify income, but diversify my marketing. So, you know, I make YouTube videos and, uh, you know, I build, building up my Twitters, uh, my Twitter profile as a way of marketing my personal brand, but I'm also trying to figure out new ways like Facebook ads. I haven't started looking at them yet, but I'm not sure if I want to, because it seems like a, a yeah, very Facebook, dangerous minefield. Yeah, it can be a bit of a dangerous <laughs> minefield, but like, honestly, the, the Pinterest thing sounds interesting because you don't hear many content creators talk about Pinterest. You know, you hear them talk about Twitter, mm. you hear them talk about Instagram, you hear them touch on Facebook, but I know a lot of people are sort of steering away from Facebook because it's pretty much pay to see scheme mm. these days. But Pinterest is a new one. I haven't heard many people really talk about Pinterest, so I'd love to hear about what you're doing, thinking about doing with that one in the future. You know, in a few short sentences, if you have time. Yeah, I mean, I can I could do it now, and I could probably you know yeah. whisper it in your ear afterwards if you wanted me to. But right now, it's just a case <laughs> of um, people on on Pinterest and on Google as well are searching for things such as. I don't know, five, five, for example, let's say you go to Google and you search um, top five, I don't know, let's just say top five, top five microphones for streaming. Yeah. And you Google that. And what you can see is uh, a couple of links of people that have made like articles and blog posts and things. But you'll also, maybe not for that one, but for certain things, you'll see that there's like a Pinterest, Pinterest link. Yeah. And what you can do is you can just make like a simple Pinterest graphic, write the top five microphones or the top three or the or the top two um, best microphones for streaming. And then you could just say, um, find out more micro more of the be best microphones for streaming um, at the link below. And then people will click on that on the Pinterest on the pin and they will pin it or and then they'll visit it and then they can be sort yeah. of directed in a very basic way that can be directed through to your blog posts where so it's all about that funneling not... again yeah yeah it's, it's all about <laughs> funneling essentially but it's pinterest has been I, i'm in a i'm in a facebook group for another podcast called the influencer podcast by julie solomon and she oh yeah like i've got to i've got to give credit to her just purely because of how supportive her group is and i just put the message in there i was like does anybody have any advice for growing a podcast? And this, and then, uh, you know, a few people popped up saying, oh, Pinterest, Pinterest, Pinterest. So somebody sent me a graphic for Pinterest. And essentially, it's like a step by step to build up your Pinterest as a business profile to market yourself as a brand. And it's it's like that's my project that I'm going to be working on over the next couple of weeks, and you know I'll be able to report on it. I've got Facebook groups where I'm reporting back on my Excellent. findings. It sounds amazing. Like yeah, so, yeah. So look at Pinterest, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent. So we pretty much touched on pretty much everything we wanted to talk about today. We did have just two community questions because we did start the announcement for this podcast a little later than what we normally would have. We just sort of found out that we both had free time. We're like, <laughs> yep, let's go. So the first question on Twitter comes from Rush Darling. And he asks, Mike, have you properly mounted your webcam yet? <laughs> uh this this is a, a joke because from not the last live stream but the stream before um just as i was about to raid somebody i was like right guys come on let's get ready let's go and raid um you know let's go raid this person let's make their day let's just blow up the chat yeah. and then as i said that the tripod that sits on the back of my computer desk with a webcam on just went oh, no. and fell onto the floor <laughs> 
and my webcam was just staring at the carpet for like the last 30 seconds of the stream so uh yeah luckily the carpet was clean at the time that would have been very embarrassing but yeah so <laughs> that's where that question from so yes i have secured the webcam right. um i made sure i did before we actually start recording he has asked <laughs> another question too which is actually a bit more of a serious question and i think that both you and i should ask this question he asks what is the single best and single worst thing about streaming as a profession the single best thing hands <laughs> down is it's it's that's a really hard one because there's a lot of things that kind of make streaming great as a profession. But I think ultimately it's the ability to entertain and bring value to somebody to a point of where you're changing their, their day or their life. Yeah. Essentially. It's that, it's that kind of thing where somebody comes at you and they're like, Oh my God, thank you for this. You've changed this, you've changed that. And it's like, thank you so much for your kind words. You know, it's nice to know that the work that I'm doing and putting into streaming is paying off. And uh, the worst part about streaming, um, I mean, there's, 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 there's the obvious, like, <laughs> there's the obvious, like you're putting yourself in the public eye, you're subject to criticism, you're subject to people's opinions, people's hatred, people, you know, there's a lot of people that, for some way, weird reason, they have a lot of hatred for the world and they decide to bring it out on you mm. and direct it towards you. And, um, But ultimately, I think the worst part about streaming is just not, not being able to, you know, n not being able to just show everybody how great of a thing it is. And what I mean by that is that right now, streaming is gaining popularity, but if you tell somebody that you're a full-time streamer, they sort of look at you as if you've got three heads and it's kind of like the worst <laughs> part about it is just not being able to, yeah. for me anyway, personally, and I don't know if this sounds weird, but to not be able to proudly meet up with friends and for, you know, one friend to say, oh yeah, well, you know, I've got a raise at work this week, you know, I got promoted at work this week. And then another friend says, oh yeah, I got a new job for like, you know, doing this, that and the other. And then, it, you know, you saying, oh, yeah, well, I, you know, I, I'm i a full-time streamer now, and it's kind of like crickets. It's kind of like I just yeah. wish that it kind of had that level of seriousness that the rest of the world it has. But unfortunately, you know, it, businesses on the internet haven't caught up to modern – well, actually, it is kind of the modern thing, but I think the real world hasn't caught up with the internet yet, yeah, if you see quite. what I mean. Yeah. So, I'd say... But ultimately – there's a lot of good and bad yeah. things. <laughs> All right, so I'd say the be the best thing for me would be having a community and creating an impact on others. So very similar to what you said, like the, having being able to have that impact <laughs> and like people have it, like people just saying that you have an impact on their lives. So being able to have an impact not only on people's lives but on the world around you. Like the amount of money I've raised for different charities and then charities being like, oh my gosh, amazing, thank you. That sort of stuff. It's probably one of the best things I've got out of streaming. And I mean, you know, also the friends I've made. I know that's sort of not quite one thing, but also it kind of is because it all kind of ties in together. And the worst thing would probably be, be the misconceptions. People always are like, oh, you stream? That must be so easy, wow. So when I tell them, hey, I stream and, you know, I'm managing to earn part-time, I'm like, I'm essentially earning the equivalent to part-time income now consistently from my streams. I'm trying to work my way up to full-time income. And when mm. I say that to people, they go, oh, that must be so easy for you because I tell them, oh, it's about four hours a night for about four days a week. And they're like, wow, that's amazing, man. I wish I could just get away with doing something that easy. And then you have to sort of go through the entire process of it. It's not easy. It's a lot of work. It's technically probably closer to about an eight hour a day job. And it's just that misconception drives me crazy. The misconception of, mm. oh, it must be easier. And also the, like, the whole, oh, but you're a female. So it's definitely easier for you. That's probably the thing, the two things that annoy me the most about 
the worst thing of streaming is just that yeah drives me crazy <laughs> you, what you just said is what i was trying to say but i was laughing when you were saying it not because i was laughing at what you were saying but um on my twitter bio i recently changed it to professional uh professional badly worded tweets because i am a professional at being able to find such a, a long-winded way of describing things and saying things yeah um and I just, I can't help it. It's just a habit that I'm trying to, that I've been trying to break for years. And it just made me laugh because you summed it up beautifully in a, in like <laughs> one or two sentences. And then there was me that like hammered on for five minutes about what oh, the good fine. and bad things were. You're fine. <laughs> that was streamers. We're, we're like, we're streamers. We sort of have to waffle on quite a bit. That's what we do. We talk and talk mm -hmm. and talk and talk. But on that note, <laughs> we don't. On that note, is there any last words you want to say for our Breaking the Barriers podcast to any of our listeners out there? I just want to say, um, well, firstly, I just want to say thank you for listening to the Breaking the Barriers podcast. Um, I know that this show is going to be fantastic, but I also want to say that if you have listened to this podcast uh, and you are going to listen to any future episodes of this podcast, um, please please just do what is going to make you the happiest all all of the future episodes of this podcast are essentially about chasing dreams and understanding what it takes to push to push through the hard work to achieve those dreams and if you're listening to this you can do it you will be able to do it and if you're struggling or anything like that then come and see made mama or i or ashley christ or we're taylor here is here or anybody that you know wants to help is you know we're here for you and you can do it and you will be able to do this you got to get out of your own head which is something that we have both both mike and i have had to do lately we've actually managed to speak to each other and get <laughs> managed to get each other out of our own heads because again that's the mm -hmm. whole thing you get you focus on the negative and you need to take a step back and focus on the positive and that's essentially what we want to do with these streams so you know again breaking the barriers stream you want to break down those barriers create destroy those misconceptions of oh i'm not sure if i can talk about this because guess what you can you should and that's what we are here for so on that mm -hmm. note mike james thank you so much for coming on to the podcast mike james's information and all his social medias will be linked down below for the youtube video and for those of you who are listening on the podcast Mike, do you want to also give a quick at for your socials? I sure can do. If you want to go ahead and follow me on Twitter, which is where I encourage you to follow me at first, uh, you can do it at twitter.com uh, forward slash it's the Mike James or at it's the Mike James. Uh, and then there's also a Twitch, uh, which is twitch.tv forward slash, forward slash the Mike James. Uh, and they are the only two that I want to shout out at this moment in time because they are the only two. <laughs> that are good enough to be shout out shot 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 shoot it out shower it out <laughs> just shower yeah. shower is a nice awkward term i guess <laughs> <laughs> so once again i am maid mama aka tiffany from our breaking the barriers stream podcast this is our very first podcast i hope you enjoyed do let us know any feedback if you have any questions or any ideas for future podcasts do let us know. This is Maid Mama signing off and have a great and wonderful day.